0: Welcome to Kogel Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. I'm film critic Gary Kogel, and today I look at two of the best films of this past year. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, directed by Quentin Tarantino, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt plus a remarkable award-winning film from South Korea. It's called Parasite, and it's directed by the great Bong Joon-ho.
1: And I'm wine expert Haley Hamilton Cogill. We are toasting Hollywood and passion in today's show, celebrating the wines of Frank Family Vineyards and Donna Estates, along with Donna's relatively new label, Vaso Cellars to get into why on both and just a little bit, but first, Gary, I'm so excited for our first film. <laughs> I love Once Upon a Time. How in many Hollywood. times have you seen this film now? Three? No, I think about four.
0: About four? Yeah, four yeah. or
1: five, maybe. Four <laughs> I, or five. I
0: watched it. <laughs> Sneaked in a few.
1: Well, it's because I, I yes, yes. I've, I've seen it. This film is so good. Yeah,
0: and, and listen, it's not everybody's cup of tea, and I've heard, I've read all the critics of you know, wow, well, this and that. I, it it do not have to be. The whole thing works for me. Yeah. An entire movie works for me. I think it's one of Tarantino's best. It has a loopy, lighthearted feel to it. Yeah. And then a very serious ending. It's a Hollywood ending because yes. he wanted to do a fairy tale ending. Yeah. Like he did in *Inglorious Bastards where, you know, he goes in and kills Hitler yeah. and, and all the <laughs> the third right people and and uh, and burns them all down in a movie theater uh-huh. well he reinvents or does his own twist changes
1: the end yeah.
0: changes to the end of a very tragic thing in american history the sharon tate murder mm-hmm. and the charles manson group and but leading up to that it's two movies it's a one movie star and a stuntman so leonardo dicaprio plays rick dalton in fact his parking spot in his hollywood hills home uh, has a big poster of him of or, himself of himself, and there's <laughs> of posters it is. of himself all <laughs> everywhere, over, everywhere you go. <laughs> and he's constantly and and you know his buddy is a stunt guy uh, who's got a shady past as well, played by Brad Pitt. This movie's nominated for ten Academy Awards, okay. including Best Picture and Director, and you know uh, I've, I've and Leo I, I, and Leo's nominated. Yeah. I, I think Brad Pitt actually could. Probably win the Oscar this year. He's been winning a bunch of awards and he's so good in it. Mm-hmm. There's this kind of lazy feel to the film. It also is so in tune with 1969 because it takes place then.
1: So, what do you mean by lazy? Lazy in that it's not, it's it, <sighs> like it's not rushed, like everybody's just kind of living.
0: I think it's a very tight film. It just doesn't appear to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it has this kind of. Easygoing attitude yeah. because it just follows two guys are,
1: you know, hanging. they're just hanging. he's, he's got to go. And you one
0: know. acts and hopes, you know, he's yeah. not really making the living that he used to. He has to go to Europe and do some Italian <laughs> Westerns and not by the number one Italian Western director, the number two guy. So it's a, it's a little bit less. And they do a lot of jokes like that. Also, it's kind of like hanging out with the two of them. Uh-huh. And uh, DiCaprio's character has got a Southern accent, uh-huh. you know, he's kind of a, a
1: little bit of a lisp. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's... And he, and he's, you know, and he gains weight, loses weight. He's in these movies. And then Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt's kind of an enforcer. There's this great scene because they name everybody in the movie. There's all these famous actors, and the, so they name them all, and there are and other actors playing them. Mm-hmm. Um, at, and, and, of course, they live next door to Sharon Tate and and, uh, and, the Polanski. D- and Roman Polanski. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, but at one point, uh, Rick Dalton gets a small part in a, like a Jackie Chan or, or at a, a Bruce, Lee, Bruce movie. Lee movie. And so there's this actor playing a hyped up Bruce <laughs> Lee who's, who's doing a five-minute monologue to the crew of how he could beat Cassius Clay, he could beat Muhammad <laughs> Ali, he could, you know, he could beat Sonny Liston. And, and, and the stunt guy, it's Brad Pitt in a tux who looks great yeah. the entire movie, is just giggling. And Bruce Lee comes over to him and says, why are you laughing? And he goes, You're just so full you know, you're just so full of <laughs> and so he goes, Well
1: let's let's Well I'd i take you on, but my hands I'd are I'd take you are, in, but my my hands registered are registered as lethal weapons. Registered as lethal <laughs> <We're> weapons. just ridiculous. <laughs> it's just ridiculous.
0: <laughs> and we all have this reverence for Bruce Lee. It's just a loopy Bruce Lee.
1: And so Brad, they challenge just, each yeah. other and and go And <laughs> Brad throws him into the side of the stunt
0: car and dents the stunt car and gets fired. <laughs>
1: And it's just the coolest scene. It's It's just
0: everything about that. And then, you know, he meets a girl. They go to this weird ranch. Bruce Dern has a crazy little part in it. There's all kinds of flirtiness going on. Uh, And then you have this... Margot Robbie is so good in the film. She's so... I love her.
1: And she's... And everything she continues to do, she... Never disappoints. I think she's adorable.
0: She's so good in Bombshell. Yeah, she's and she's so—I mean, she's l- l- great in both these movies. Mm-hmm. But she's, she's great
1: in Tanya. Like she's yeah, she's yeah, developing she's, a really interesting. Oh
0: character. yeah, she she's an Oscar-level actress. But there's an innocence to the whole Sharon mm-hmm. Tate character in this. No matter what she's doing and getting pregnant and and she goes to the movie theater in Westwood yeah. and watches her own movie.
1: And she's so sweet. And about talks it. her way
0: into getting in free yeah. because I'm in this.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm in I'm in a Matt Helm. Film with
1: Dean Martin. But Dean Martin.
0: You know, it's just there's something. And then there's a, a you know, the, the whole shocking ending to the movie is ultra violent, really shocking. Uh, I think it's perfect mm-hmm. because Tarantino wanted to provide, I, I think, a fairy tale ending to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. The whole movie's kind of a fairy tale well, I, that I, dips I, in and out of reality.
1: Right. I mean, I almost took it as like this is, I don't know if it's necessarily a love letter, but at least it's a, a, a happy way to remember his passion for, for the industry and, and probably, you know, like I take this as, Okay, this is when I was growing up and this is I was watching these spaghetti Mm -hmm. westerns or Mm -hmm. this is who TV shows and TV shows that that had characters like Rick Dalton on that, you know, were kind of your your heroes. Like you watched your bonanza or you watched whatever. And 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 so this was almost a way to to celebrate that time and then change change the ending for. You know, the better. This horrible uh, thing
0: that happened in our culture in the and the Sharon Tate murders and Charles Manson. And Manson, I think, just died in prison not mm-hmm. too long ago. And just this, this, hor- this horrible, just bloodbath. And to be able, as a filmmaker, to sit and go, I'm going to make that not ever happen mm-hmm. and change it. And this is what, how I'm going to do it. And I'm, that's all I'm going to say about it. But yeah.
1: it's, it's kind of like, as a filmmaker, you can... You can do that. That's can, the whole point of it. It's can, not supposed to. You it's, can make it up. Yeah. Nobody ever said this was a documentary. <laughs> it's a movie.
0: It's a movie. And then all these references to old TV shows, at one point they reference Audie Murphy. Uh-huh. And Audie Murphy was a World War II veteran. I grew up, my dad was a World War II veteran. And my my dad talked about Audie Murphy all the time. And Audie Murphy was a World War II on you know, Medal honor uh, in the war, and and became a movie star and did war movies. Uh-huh. And I used to, I used to watch used those to with my them. dad on TV. But to reference, see, Audie and Murphy, so that's like
1: a great memory for you.
0: And the whole movie's like that. Every every song, every piece of music, the way it looks, it's just. I think it's, it's really a cool great. film. Yeah. Yes, we loved it. Yeah. and
1: and I'm excited for it to have received as many well, nominations. The Di- DiCaprio's has. come
0: a long way since Gilbert Grape, <sighs> and he's great in Gilbert Grape. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's fantastic in that film. I think he's nominated for an Oscar for that film. But golly, they're yeah. just also good. Al Pacino's in Al Pacino's it too. Al Pacino
1: has a funny role, and in... it's
0: the last last role for Luke Perry before he died. Yeah, just just really meaningful stuff. Loved it.
1: We loved it. So yeah. I thought it'd be nice to kind of pair uh, our Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with a wine from a owner that has a very long had a very long has a very long story, Hollywood story, Mm -hmm. before he got into wine. Oh, really? And that is, so Frank Family Vineyards in Napa Valley was started by Rich Frank in 1992. And before he started Frank Family Vineyards, he was the head of Disney Studios and worked for Paramount. And... Had uh, I did not know. Yeah, he was chairman of Walt Disney Television and Telecommunications. Headed wow. Disney's syndication arm, Buena Vista. I uh, was then president of Walt Disney Studios for nearly nearly a decade, and oversaw development of the Disney Channel. Um, was with Paramount Television Group, worked mm. for president of Chris Craft Television, started the USA Network, had a very, um, more on the television side than film side, but he also, under his leadership, Dead Poet Society was made and Good Morning Vietnam was made mm. and Aladdin and Lion King and Pretty Woman. And, and he had this wow. just very, very long, very storied, very, very successful career um, within Disney and within Hollywood, and this whole time developing a deep love and passion for wine and traveling abroad and and tasting the great bordeauxs and burgundies and kind of i think just the the you know the intensity of living in hollywood wanted to have a place that he could get to quickly but would be in a completely different world right and for so many as people that we know that have kind of created secondary careers napa valley is often a really great place it's it's interesting how many especially back then this well yeah i mean this well this is 92 it wasn't like that long ago but um we know a lot of winemakers and winery owners that that kind of get into the industry after they've had a successful career in x because as we say how do you make a small fortune in wine you start with a really big one yeah um and so he and his wife leslie um have this, it's, it's such a beloved property. I think the tasting rooms is definitely like one of the the most fun and, and favorite tasting rooms in Napa. They, uh, the, what was Frank family vineyards before they began was actually a, a sparkling wine producer. And, um, so they have, they do make a small percentage of bubbles now, but predominantly it's just like very, very consistent, Classic, varietally correct Chardonnay and Pinot Noir and Zinfandel and just incredible cab. I think the Frank family Napa cab, you know what you're going to get every time. Every time in the Every bottle. time it's you, always good. you get it. And it's always good. And it's and it's luscious and rich and it's filled with blackberry and black cherries and mocha and espresso and a little bit of spice. But, you know, smooth tannins, great acidity. It's just a really solid always delicious wine and it seemed like the perfect pairing I think
0: wasn't there a recent like an award with AFI
1: well that's uh, and again kind of in within his though he has stepped into this amazing career in wine he is still so dedicated to the the industry the film industry the, the television industry he uh, was president of the Academy of Te- Television Arts and, Science, yeah. and Sciences for six years. Wow. Um, he's the vice chairman and executive board member for AFI. In 2011, he received an honorary doctorate degree from AFI along with Helen Mirren and Spike Lee. So, yeah, it's, wow. it, which you know, it's kind of the best of both worlds. Like I get to to stay involved and my first passion while fulfilling my second passion. So, and he's just, they're just like the nicest people also. That's you, you know, you, you hope that, that really good products have really good people behind them. And they're both just lovely. And his kids are also involved. They both have um, their careers also kind of both of them went into the media industries, but both of them are involved in the winery also. And, and Todd Graff has been his, Winemaker, I want. I think he's their GM now since they began, and wow. and you know, just a really oh. again. If you if you ever are looking for just a really solid, you know what you're going to get. You know that it's going to deliver what you hope for. I think Frank Family Vineyards is always a great go to
0: Yeah, and they're they're decent priced wines yeah. too. I think yeah, the, they're the they're Cab is like crazy.
1: sixty dollars. The yeah. Chardonnay is maybe thirty five dollars. Yeah. Pinot forty something like that. So yeah, they're not.
0: Insane. So every time I see a Frank, because we, we we drink a lot of Frank. We drink fame. a lot of Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now and this whole this is all new to me, and I love this. Yeah. I love learn, I learned a lot today. Oh,
1: good. Yeah. Yay. Cool.
0: And that's a good wine and film connection.
1: I thought so too.
0: I think it's a. Perfect, it's a
1: perfect pairing.
0: I think so. When we <laughs> come back on Kogel Wine and Film, a perfect pairing. One of the best films of this year, I think of any year, the Cannes Film Festival winner from South Korea. It's called Parasite. And that's going to be a fun movie for you and I to talk about (laughs) because it creeps me out. It makes me laugh. It's a little bit of everything and we will be right back. Welcome back to Kogel One and Film, A Perfect Pairing. The Oscar nominations recently announced, and one of the films getting a lot of attention with a nomination for Best Picture and Best Director is a film called Parasite. It's a movie from South Korea. It's about a modern-day family. I'm going to call them all grifters. Yeah. A modern-day family. They're smart. They're... They live in just kind of a hellhole. Yeah. They live at the bottom of the sewers in this horrible place. They're all trying to get Wi Fi signals. I don't know where they got their phones. But they're but they're smart. Yeah. They're just they're grifters. They
1: just don't want to they don't want to put the effort in. Yeah, they don't
0: want to put the effort because in. Because they
1: could all probably go out and get really good jobs. Yes. But it's easier just to work the system.
0: To work the system. And they meet and they encounter they're kind of at the bottom of society, even though you realize right away they're pretty smart people. And they encounter a wealthy family. And it's how they intertwine themselves and grift into this wealthy family in a home that's just beautiful. Yeah. And so they're living in a squalor, and they start to grift and work part-time in a home. Uh, with this family. With this family, and it's what happens. And then, and then all hell breaks yes. loose, and there's all kinds of secrets going on. Down below in the basement, it becomes a little bit of a horror film. Uh-huh. Not, not, I can't really call it a horror movie because I don't think it is. no. Because I think it's based in reality. This whole movie is based in kind of a, some
1: sort of reality. <laughs> some sort of reality of
0: of real people that you that you get that, to know. Well,
1: and yeah, reality. And they're and all that making they're,
0: horrible decisions. That there
1: are people like this out there. And, right. And it's so funny that, you know the the title Parasite. I wonder. You saw this several weeks before I did. Before I finally, because I yeah. was like, oh, I don't want to. Is it going to be like Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow's head being being pulled off? I do not want to yeah, have like yeah. a crazy bug movie. And it's just they're the parasite is that they're so filthy. You could have
0: like, called it leeches. Yeah. It's yeah. they're
1: just they're just they're just ter- terrible people. But we And they have teenage kids. That are the leaders of this whole thing. I mean that's the, yeah. the, the, the craziness and the mind behind And they're it smart. Is, yeah. The kids run yeah. It's yeah. it's but the director did one of our favorite films, Oakja, that we talked about a lot last year, two years about ago. About the giant pig. About the giant pig um with with Tilda Swinton, yeah, and um, it's it, it's a Netflix film. You can get it if you haven't ever seen O-K-J-A. it. Okay, J A. Oakja, and we just you did
0: Snowpiercer well, also. And
1: I didn't realize that, but yeah. then seeing this and seeing that film, they, they there's so yeah. many kind of just similarities into how you live. To you you look at a film like Snowpiercer. You look at a film like Oakja, and all of it is trying to find ways to survive. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, you see many similarities, I mm-hmm. think, in Parasite. And I
0: think they're also, they're playing on the class system in this movie. That right. There's an upper class and then there's a lower class and, and they are they kind of feed off each other. The upper class needs the lower class to clean their house and do things that they don't want that to they do. they don't want to do. You know, including tutor their children in education um, and those kinds of things. And, and then, and the haves and the have not. But then all these bad decisions that everyone makes along the way to make things worse. Yeah. And then there's a past. Right. And the past starts to reveal itself in the basement yeah. of this place. And then, man. And then it's got a violent, shocking, yeah. violent, shocking ending. Which gives it kind of that horror aspect to it without But it's not a slasher movie. Yeah, it's not that kind of
1: movie. In fact, it's, it, just in really fact smart. it's
0: it's kind of giggly. You start there's a giggly element to the first 30, 40 minutes of this movie. Of, of just, the, wow
1: I don't know that I call it giggly I, I, Gary, you're dark, you've got a dark the side second, <laughs> The second time I saw the film, I, it
0: It kind of made me giggle And laugh <laughs> a little bit but I also watch. The, but it's kind of that, I watched the film with my hands over my mouth and my eyes going. I was going to oh, say, no.
1: if it's giggling, it's because it's so uncomfortable. I because think that it's that's, so uncomfortable. That's the, it's not like a ha ha. This is so hilarious. No. It's a oh my god! I don't believe that this right. that this is what's going on.
0: I think I think it's the perfectly constructed movie. This director is so good. Yeah. The art direction in this movie is so good. You know, just what they do with with water and. You know, just where they live, the lighting, you know, the things that go on outside the oh, window, just, oh. just the creepiness it's of so creepy you know, that you want them to get out of there. They're smart enough to go get a job and get out of there. And then when they start this, they, you realize
1: they're, that's not who they are. No, they're they're, they be. lie and con yeah.
0: constantly.
1: They don't think even twice yeah. about it. Oh,
0: yeah. So Parasite to me, to, I mean, I think, you know, I think he just won along with Scorsese or was it the Sam Mendes? I think the Critics Choice Awards. Critics, yes. He was co-winner of Best yes, Director. He for Best did, Director. And he's up. He's one of the five up for this. And uh, I mean, I mean we this is big time stuff. Yeah. It, this guy is on a whole other level.
1: It was nominated for Best Foreign Language because it is in Korean. So yeah. you know, get ready. It's a right. subtitle film. So right. you don't don't drink too many glasses of wine and
0: don't watch it dubbed into English. Yes. Just oh, watch it yeah. with subtitles.
1: And um, you kind of
0: don't need them because it's so modern.
1: Yeah. Because you know. it's easy to follow along. But yeah. just FYI, don't don't. Don't drink too many glasses of wine. Cause, Why? Well, then because then you, you'll, you'll forget the that <laughs> you got
0: to understand. Hey, um. one, one little trivia note. Um, I, I was doing some research about, because I was interested in the design of that home, that home, the home of the wealthy families mm-hmm. really, and plays an integral part of this. That entire home is a set that was oh, built wow. in order to have the light shine through the windows. Remember the little kid camping outside? Yeah. And to have the light shine in and be, be able to see things in and out through windows. Was all de- all design? It's all a set, and it's an indoor and an yeah. outdoor set. But yeah. that 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 home does not exist. Wow, wow! And when you see it, the home is so important. Yes, yeah, it's cool. Anyway, yeah. we're big fans. It is,
1: uh, so, and you can find it. Did it? Is it in theaters? Did that come I, out? I, on? It's in theaters okay.
0: still. Yeah, I don't think it's it's not on.
1: It's not a Netflix film. It's
0: not a uh, it's not a Netflix okay. film. Yeah, okay. and it should be on demand pretty soon. Pretty soon. Yeah,
1: and it's re- it's worth going six out six Oscar nominations to find it. And I'm sure if yeah. if it hadn't been out in your theater, then it will be just because it has gotten so much yeah. so much uh, Academy recognition. It's done
0: 135 million dollars. Great. Yeah. It's
1: great. Okay, we're going to lighten up the conversation a little bit. Can um, we? Because it's so dark. And, and I don't, I'm not, you know, the owner of Donna Estates has absolutely nothing to do with these people, except that he is from South Korea.
0: <laughs> okay, that's my only connection. That's my only connection. And, he makes, and they make great wine. Well,
1: and that's Fantastic kind of because wine. I wanted to talk about how delicious his wine is. And there aren't a lot of uh, wine isn't a big part of the culture in South Korea, and so it's interesting that that this particular um, gentleman—it's he—he—he he Sang Lee owns Donna Estate, and in the early nineteen seventies, he was traveling to the United States, and he extended his trip for a couple of days, and he had his first glass of wine. And it was, uh, again, this is 1970s. And gosh, don't we all wish we could go back and have a $20 splurge wine that was a 1970 first growth Bordeaux. So yeah. I wish I could have that 1970 first growth Bordeaux for 20 bucks. Um, and that kind of ignited his whole interest and passion and learning about wine. And um, from my understanding, he's a flower. Magnet and yeah. and a very very successful businessman in South Korea.
0: Flour as in for baking. Flour
1: as in baking. Yes, yeah. and um, we had an opportunity several years ago to go and visit the estate and 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 walk around their just beautiful vineyards in Rutherford. Very zen. Very zen, and that's kind of Peaceful. his whole thing. That, um, but how why he you know he fell in love with with wine. He was traveling back and forth between South Korea and Europe a lot, and kind of needed to have a a stopping point. And oh, if you have to stop somewhere, why not it just be Napa just Valley? Stop Napa. <laughs> and so he started um, the winery Donna Estates, and the whole goal was to make the very, very highest quality, the very best single vineyard expressions of Cabernet Sauvignon. Right. Um, so they have three different vineyards, the Helms Vineyard, Hershey Vineyard, and Lotus Vineyard. And they're all dedicated to Cab. Um, he brought in Philippe Melka as their consulting winemaker.
0: That's a big wow.
1: And they're they're just like I remember us sitting at this tasting in this very, very zen, very peaceful, mm-hmm. very beautiful. I think Howard Back um was the architect on the actual winery and just made this very soothing environment. And we kind of sat there. It's the kind of wine that when you're doing a tasting, you, you, you linger over. It's right. not a wine. And as a professional, I do spit because otherwise, I that's I'd get drunk. And that kind of defeats the whole part of being a, a, a taster. I think we drank every single every single drop. I'm not of, letting
0: any drop of <laughs> the Donna wine go. Yeah,
1: and 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 just very special and and really beautiful. So then a handful, and expensive, of, and they're very expensive. Yeah. Um, even by Napa standards, they are expensive wines. So a few years ago. I don't know that necessarily they wanted to have an introductory brand. They just wanted to have kind of another brand, and so the so Donna started Vaso Cellars um, as kind of their secondary label, and they also with Vaso introduced not only a Cabernet Sauvignon but a Sauvignon Blanc, and uh, the Sauvignon Blanc in particular, it's from their Hershey Vineyard up on Howell Mountain which is kind of interesting you think how mountain is more cab country and can mm-hmm. this you know how will this all be blocked but it's this tiny little plot within this beautiful vineyard that the it's as much of a, a high end bordeaux style white wine that I've had outside of maybe Lail's Georgia from from Napa. Well, there's some really beautiful Sauvignon blocks, but this one, it's aged for 18 months in neutral oak as neutral French oak as well as concrete, and just that length of time gives this you know we kind of think sauvignon blanc is higher acid and very fresh and and you know super bright and it has all of those characteristics but there's also this undertone of just creaminess and hmm. and uh, honeysuckle and uh, a little bit of like lemon curd that makes that just kind of rounds out the palate so beautifully and it's just such a really beautiful super special wine um, and it's still really small production but
0: but really, you know, this. so because we've had this discussion before about making these high end, um,
1: um,
0: white w- wines, white wines, uh, that are really rare. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I remember your friend, we went to her home,
1: La- the Lale, Georgia, yeah, Layle, yeah.
0: Robin Layle. Yeah. That this is kind of,
1: yeah, it's, I mean, they're to trying me, like, to do something it like is that. very much very similar and in, in producing a super premium, um, Bordeaux style white Sauvignon mm-hmm. Blanc from, from Napa. You know, come on. At the end of the day, the Georgia is, to me is like the end all be all. Also right. made by Philippe, which is you know you do kind the of The Georgia
0: is the be all end all.
1: I I think so. Of seventy one, it's it, for from Napa Valley. Yeah. It's one of I think one of our most favorites. But this is a really and honestly though, this is also half the price of Georgia. I want to say that yeah. the the Vosso Savion blocks maybe seventy five oh, okay. you know, dollars. Okay, that's pricey for Savion yeah. block,
0: but it's not in that. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, but. So I'm so I'm in the I'm in a little grocery store in a little remote area in Hawaii where we live, and uh, I, I go into the little food land to the wine area to the wine area, which is always kind of fascinating because the prices aren't horrible. You yeah. think in a resort area on an island that they're all going to be jacked up, and they're not. And then they have a little private case there, oh, and yeah. you can look through the glass, and they'll always have like a bottle of Cristal in mm-hmm. there and some Dom Pérignon and mm-hmm. stuff and there's a bottle of dana. D A N A and it's like 4 475 yeah. or 450 yeah. which is kind of what it costs. Yeah. Yeah, around there. And I'm thinking, how did that bottle <laughs> end up in the most remote part because
1: way. because people on this beautiful big island of right. Hawaii like to drink really good and wine. And by the way,
0: that bottle is gone now.
1: Uh, well, I would somebody imagine so. It. Of course,
0: somebody bought it. It's
1: a great little. It's a great little grocery store. Yeah, they bring in some good stuff. I I
0: put that I put that that tasting of Donna up there with uh,
1: our uh, Promontory tasting.
0: Promontory tasting. Uh, it's it's
1: that tasting we did with Robin Lale. Lale we've, we've had some
0: Colgan. Some,
1: yeah, that was um, special.
0: Harlan, you know, Ooh. possibly. Yeah. yeah. It's in that. It's in that.
1: We had a part. We've had. Knock on wood. We've had the ability to taste some really good wines with some mm-hmm. really beautiful people.
0: And you know what? You just did. You just took us off parasite. Thank you. And into these. Just into these
1: really wines. nice. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> I loved.
1: It. Well, and it's it's you know it just shows you that and that a, a chance occurrence changed the course of at least you know Song Lee's life forever, yeah, yeah. which then we get to benefit from because now we have these beautiful wines.
0: We're all connected.
1: In some way. We
0: are. <laughs> hey, um and also we would just want to say this is our 99th show. Woo-hoo! So the next time on Cogill Wine and Film of Perfect Pairing, let's do our 100th show. Oh!
1: Oh my gosh i know
0: let's I say we're we'll gonna to blow <laughs> some horns and kazoos <laughs> and we'll talk about the recent oscar nominations because there's a whole bunch of them and it's a really fascinating year
1: absolutely but for more on our discussion today please follow our blog on cogillconsulting.com or through facebook follow gary on twitter at gary cogill and to see what we're drinking now follow me on instagram and twitter at dallas uncorked
0: And with that, I'm Gary Cogill, and I'm always looking for the next great film.
1: I'm Haley Hamilton Cogill, always in search of a great glass of wine.
0: Join us next time on Cogill Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing.
1: Aloha.